1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily uh, podcast. And uh, we bring the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, well, we talked about a bit of golf. Tiger Woods, who's brought out a new clothing range mm. post-Nike. and More we are... fashion, I'd say, in marketing than golf, but it was yeah. interesting stuff. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, it's a sports marketing expert, Richard Gillis, joined us. And uh, gave us his take on on the range, and uh, whether he's uh, still a big sell. Um, we also chatted to Steve Han over in South Korea, where, as the tabloids put it, there was a ping pong ding dong featuring the South Korean team. We well, tried we, to, yeah, we, we it would be to, a big story, and yeah, it is it is huge over there, dominating. Um, also, very sad news just about the death of uh, the broadcaster Steve Wright, and we uh, we chatted to Phil Cornwall, who's a friend of the show, and. Um, The man who supplied many of the voices to a lot of Steve's iconic shows back Mm. in the day, so he paid tribute. We had a chat, we had had a a bit of Mastermind. A bit of Clive Murray, yeah. Here it all is. Good afternoon, Andy. A
0: good afternoon, Paul. And I watched uh, a bit of the Copenhagen Man City game, and I very much enjoyed the Copenhagen manager's psychological ploy. He said before the game, We're good, we're very good. Forget about them, focus on us, yeah. which is fine until you actually kick off. <laughs> yeah. Then it's a bit
3: more difficult. Well, I
0: mean, they you know, battled City. There is a massive
4: difference between oh, the oh, two. Yeah. No,
3: and, no, absolutely. You know, but they had 27 shots, didn't they? I mean, it's City. ridiculous. And it? the way they find
0: space. I tell you what, I did fascinate me. When I, when I went to Brentford last Monday and I saw City, City in the flesh, uh, Rodri standing right in front of me, like about as far away from yeah. me as you are. He is massive, yeah, and he's got a huge, huge. Beam. Yes. He's so, he so... Oh, he carry that with him? Oh, he's got... He'd have made a great fast bowler or boxer in the
3: Lloyd Hannigan From style. pavilion Yeah. yeah. He, honestly, he's massive. It's interesting. Um, I mean, Fletcher was saying, is it getting boring? Oh, no, they're never boring to watch. Oh, no, they're f- brilliant you, to watch. Ruben Diaz, I think it was in the papers saying this, there's sort of a lot of people who hate us. But I think... I don't hate... You. I mean, unless they're playing against my team, mm. I love watching them no. play. I mean, I go out if they're on the telly, I'll go out my way. I just love honestly, the football they, they apparently play. Apparently,
0: they're quaking in their boots after Chelsea's second-half performance on Monday night. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know. You got back into it, didn't you? Yeah, we, the first you know, half, they would have been laughing, I would yeah, imagine. But Grealish, it's amazing. I mean, he, he does look like a nasty injury, but yeah. they've still got Doku and Oscar Bob. they just... Got so much no, I in reserve, but I, I, you know, the way they find space in, you know, when it's crowded is incredible.
3: Yeah. No, I loved it. i watching them the other week in the mm. cup uh, against Spurs. You know, again, if you let them get of steam up, they are just a joy to watch. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not, as much fun if you're on the receiving no. end, but it is, it is. great football. Copenhagen tried to be physical, but it didn't God, really they work. They did, didn't it. they? they really were
0: put their foot in, weren't they? Tell really you what, I hate in the Champions League when they bring up the official Champions League score banner over the pitch and it obscures the ball. Yeah. the players are playing underneath this thing. You think, get it off. Why don't you wait till the ball's over to the other side? It's poor. Yes. Very poor work there. But never mind.
3: What can you do? Yeah, it doesn't trouble know. us anymore, doesn't it, really? The Champions League. No, it's, not uh, really. It's a, it's going you see the record
0: there? figures for the uh, Super Bowl... And yeah, bigger than the moon landing, or as big yeah, as the it's, moon landing. It's, it's so depressing, isn't it? Who are these people that only watched because Taylor Swift was going to be in the crowd? Yeah. It's pitiful, isn't it? <laughs> Honestly, it is. You want to have a word with yourself if you if that was the reason you watched. Uh, punters, though, apparently trousered £100,000, said the Sun, by betting on how many times Taylor would be shown on TV during the Super Bowl. It was 12 times, apparently, totaling 53 seconds. It's pathetic, isn't it? Wow. OK. Well, I mean,
3: it's not... It every- Fault
0: really is it's guaranteed no, to go watch your boyfriend. Uh, I like her songs, but I mean, you, do you know, I'm mean? a big I fan. Can't... Well, I'm not a massive fan, but I do like it. What's her. your favourite? Um, I couldn't tell you, actually. Oh, okay,
3: fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like her so I'm a big fan. Yeah, Couldn't name one of them. No. Yeah, okay. But well, I like enough. them.
0: You know, but she's good. I prefer Casey Musgrave myself. Okay. Three seven one seven double two <laughs> double three double four. I wonder
3: Come how many. <laughs> I, wonder if they would, I wonder if Casey would have got moon landing like numbers if she was going out with one of the players on the pitch. It was an important win for Birmingham manager Tony
0: Mowbray last night because owners hate it when their teams lose to someone. Managed by coaches, they've sacked.
3: Yeah, that's right. There's nothing
0: worse. Always a lot of pressure on the on the new manager. Yeah, when they come up against the sort of the old one. Manager. Nil, wasn't it? Uh, against yeah.
3: Blackburn last night, at Birmingham City. Um, yeah, and uh, so John Eustace came back with Blackburn.
0: But you must... I, I do like this and uh, great analysis of the modern game by Angie B, who wrote to the uh, Star today. Oh, OK.
3: Well, that's where I... If I'm looking for
0: great analysis <laughs> of the modern I honestly, game, I go
3: to the Star letters page, Angie, generally.
0: What is it with these pathetic, sad footballers who get into the opposition goal mouth, then play all the way back to their own keeper? Nobody does that. It's a joke. If I want to watch Vegetables, I can go down the market. No skills whatsoever. None of that letter stacks up. No. If I was at the Star, t- that would have I, gone
3: straight in the I, shredder. I have... Pointed out to you before, Andy. You, you 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 have some incredibly high bar for the Star Letters page. It's not the New York Review books. I tell you every time. I don't know what your expectation is. More than that that. every one of them is going to be this kind more of more than that crafted piece of art. A <laughs> few things to get you going on today. Okay. Um, yeah, one, our director of audio here and our right, one-time right, producer, very important title, uh, Denny Morris. But um, apparently today in the the staff canteen uh, in the news yeah. building that on the menu is the Denny burger. Yep. And I saw the man himself, and I said, what is the Denny burger? He said... I think really, he said it's just double burger, two burgers in the bun, a lot of cheese. Yeah, I should be the Elvis burger. But I did notice that the
0: staff—they were all going down there to have a Denny burger. Yeah, favourite. Yeah. I said, is he standing there signing copies of
3: his burger? <laughs> I think he is. Alex, who's working with us today, I mean, he'd be asleep by about half past one, working his way for this massive Denny burger and all these chips. You know, the, the, honestly, all the—I think most of the drive production team are going to get Denny burgers, so they're going to be in no fit state. It'd be a, quite a I might take one home quite a lethargic drive <laughs> we, only are, we only bring this up because we mm. wonder if you've if you've ever had a, a bit of food named after you and in what circumstances like the Larry David sandwich <laughs> I don't know um, let us know talksport.com text 81089 tweet TSH and yeah it is a bit of a stretch I mean I've never had it and I'm sure Andy hasn't either so you know but mm. maybe you did We'd love to know. Um, also, um, massive overreactions. And we may touch on this with Tim Vickery in South America, but we did tell you this story the other day of how uh, Lionel Messi had an injury and was unfortunately not able to play in a game in Hong Kong, an exhibition match. And people just went mad. Have you seen the reaction? Oh, Yeah. Well, it's good started... to
0: know that Weibo, Chinese Twitter, is as bad as ours.
3: Yes. It's incredible. Uh, people on Chinese Twitter, Weibo, have taken to insulting all Argentinians. That the Falklands are an integral and inseparable part of the United Kingdom. <laughs> this is because Messi uh, didn't come out and play when he was injured in an exhibition match. The fact the islands belong to Britain is beyond doubt. Messi is a thief. All his Ballon d'Or awards were stolen.
0: These people are pathetic, aren't they? Yeah. That seems to be
3: your word of the day, Andy. Well, it is. There's no other way to describe it. I think there's a t shirt range. uh, (laughs) Certainly, almost uh, going to be coming out soon. Um, So, uh, we're interested to know about um, massive overreactions. If you've got, you think back now and you think, Man, that was a massive overreaction. We would love I mean, to know. He was injured. And yeah. He was on the bench. What, you know, there was no guarantee. There was never a
0: guarantee that he'd play.
3: No. I mean, it's like, it's like theatre, isn't it? Uh, tonight, yeah. the part of Lionel Messi will be played by some other bloke. It can happen. It is disappointing, yeah, but of course you have to is. accept it. You have to suck it up. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Talks me been and Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Now, the Tiger has launched this is Tiger Woods, of course, not sort of Tiger Smith, the plumber. <laughs> I mean, you just, in the end, you know, it's like Madonna, you don't really need to qualify no, there that. We he, is. Uh, he has launched um, his new clothing range after uh, the split with Nike. And it's called uh, Sunday Red. Of course, mm. uh, a play on the fact that you always wore red on the final day of a tournament. They're, they're kind of tight nike shirt with the old black swoosh there that he wore for years and years mm. but he has his own range now and when i've sort of read about it today i thought to myself you know how well is this gonna do i mean it's not quite in his pomp playing wise he may never win a major again the the odds are against that is he still the marketing draw that he that he once was is, is this I, I is this gonna is, fly off the shelves yeah. yeah we need an expert but i think we do he, i think he is um, from unofficial partner the excellent uh, sports business sports marketing podcast richard gillis joins us hey richard hey there how are you good thank you yeah i mean you love your golf as well so i, I maybe even as a golf fan if somebody plays a bit i'm just wondering whether you know you'd be donning the old sunday red kit i mean do you, do you take
1: my point he isn't is he the marketing draw that he once was well he definitely isn't you know you, you've got a you can't get beyond a... Tiger Woods conversation without going to the sort of fire hydrant moment so what was that 2011 you know the first 10 15 years was extraordinary and he could sell anything to anyone he was just the biggest star in the world and then after um you know the the moment in 2011 it just it is a less premium sort of brand he's still really famous beyond golf so I think I I share your skepticism my only my other point I'd make is if this was sort of another Air Jordan that that we're looking at here, a sort of enduring sports brand, I'm just not sure Nike would have let him out the door. I, so they must have looked at this. The story for a long time was that it was going to be a long-term play with Nike and Tiger. And then then it wasn't so i'm just yeah. then, mm. i i've got a question the other bit is that i don't really like the clothes but then <laughs> yeah. i might not i might not be the target market to that
3: well i mean they've got all sorts of stuff haven't they which you know shirts jumpers slacks gloves Caps shoes. It's a sort of outline of a silhouette of a tiger. It's a bit of a weird. He got fifteen stripes. one for each of his majors. So yeah, to... it's a, but it's a, but in in shoehorning that in as a concept, you'd ended up with this kind of weird logo. It looks like a cave painting from Stone Age man. It's a bit odd, isn't it? It is a bit odd. I, it reminded
1: me of so golf logos and golfers as sort of uh, marketing sort of wizards, is got an uneven history. I remember talking to Nick Fowdo about he was launching the jug and jacket. Do you remember that bar and restaurant chain? That oh, yeah. That's basically yeah yeah and that, you know, sadly didn't go very far. And again, you've got some you've got to look at what was the I always think what's the whiteboard here. So what was what were they thinking about the advertising agency when they came up with this? And you'd have thought that on there there was people like Jordan, there was Roger Federer. There were maybe um, Arnold Palmer going back. You know, these are these are enduring sports people with who's still valuable to a to a constituency. I think he is really still very popular to a to a golfing constituency. It's interesting the stuff. I mean, I always thought the clothes he wore were the least interesting bit about him. To be honest, it's very hmm. conservative, very sort of American country club, and that's the target market. It feels like for that for this range, it all feels a bit sort of middle management away day you can imagine <laughs> you know, going it's a sort of you know you're off forming human pyramids and, and yeah. doing doing trust exercises but yeah. there's a sort of there's a sense of that's the target market for it you can see it's selling at, at a pro shop in a sort of american uh golf retailer or a country club but it doesn't feel very premium to me
3: but you know, every time he plays, although we th- we don't have, don't have a high expectation that he's going to be able to, you know, when we by the third day's walking like Hulk Hogan, you know, he's in bits. It physically mm. takes its toll. But here he is playing again in a tournament, and all eyes will be on him because it, you know this. It's this beautiful romantic notion that somehow amongst all these injuries and all these issues and his advancing years, he can he can find another big one in him potentially and and another major.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, if the live golf thing over the last couple of years has taught us anything is that they golf hasn't replaced Tiger Woods. He's still the most valuable mm. name in the sport. Someone's just written a check for 450 million quid for John Rahm, okay? So in terms of valuing and golf and, and fame and commercial returns, it's quite a strange time. So I think that he still is the most famous golfer, but actually... You know, he was always about being more than that. And this, this sort of feels a bit small, I think.
3: Yeah. Mm, well, interesting, interesting stuff, Thank Richard. You. Good to talk to you. Mm. Thanks very much. Yes, uh, Richard Gillis there, sports marketing expert from the Unofficial Partner podcast. Yeah, I mean, you had a look at the range, Andy, there's pictures oh, on yeah, there. I, I agree,
0: I don't really like know it. What... The logo's a bit odd, actually. Yeah, when you look it's, a bit.
3: it's a bit of a strange one, as you said, yeah. you're in desperation to get the 15 majors and you've ended up saying that graphically doesn't look that, but, that stunning. I'm reading about
0: the Tiger Woods mock-neck polo shirt, the Nike one, that was his most popular
3: one. It yeah. was a brilliant uh, thing, and I think I you, would, you would... Put that on and think, yeah, yeah I can play golf too. But. I wonder if he will do a, do a John Daly and get some old pasting trestle table out and sell it off of that <laughs> <laughs> when he plays at tournaments. I don't think he needs to. It's great that, isn't it, when he does that? Gets the old table out, lays it all out, the John <laughs> Daly kex and all the yeah. good stuff. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So uh, we move on to South mm. Korea. and um, uh, I, I didn't notice this. I watched him Did play. gate. You- Digit gate, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was at the game the other day, I saw uh, Hume min Song come on and uh, didn't notice his strapped fingers. Why would I from I didn't that? Didn't stop him setting that... up the winning goal. No, it certainly didn't. But apparently all the fallout subsequently last couple of days has been that at the Asian Cup there was a big row among the South Korean players, a mm. um, bust-up in the team canteen, which did feed into them leaving the tournament early despite seemingly being in the box seat with the draw that, that they had. Uh, um, Steve Han joins us now he's a South Korean football expert we're going to cross over there and find out if that's a big story there hello Steve
2: hey guys how's it going?
3: yeah we're good good to talk to you again and um, so is this making the headlines in South Korea What? What is? can you tell us any more about this?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, this is, you know, dominating the headlines in Korea right now. Um, But I think what's what's worth talking about uh, more so than this controversy itself. I mean, obviously, this is a very, very juicy story that's coming out of Korea. I think people are already calling it the ping pong gate. Mm. Um, But um, I think the fact that this story was first leaked to the UK media. So you guys probably heard about this before some of a lot of a lot of us did. But. You know, I think it's conceivable to think that this story was leaked by a, a source within the KFA because of all the criticisms that are on the Federation right now, especially because of the Jurgen Klinsman situation. Mm. I think this was an attempt, a direct attempt from the KFA to deflect a lot of that attention that's on them right now from, from from a lot of the South Korean media and the football fan base.
3: So what has apparently gone on? Was it a fallout amongst players? you kind of sense that this game of table, it wasn't really about the game of table tennis. It was about everything that was going on in the background, and this was just the catalyst for it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it seems like, as far as as far as far we know, a, a faction of players led by, you know, the PSG star Yigang In wanted to play a game of ping pong after a team dinner or a team meal. And, you know, Sun min being the captain of the team, um, asked them to stay at where they were, ha- where the team was having a meal because it was, I guess it was sort of like a team, team meal slash meeting kind of situation. Mm. And um, he was none too pleased that some of these players were, 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 were walking away from that situation. That's as far as we know. We know we don't exactly know what, you know, exactly happened. Uh-huh. And argument started that way, and you know, uh, Sonny. Uh, Sony told uh, in to stay at where the team was having a meal, and then the argument started. And then you know, some of the some of the older older friends within the team who happened to be close friends with Son Min. I mean, I, I'm not sure if you can say this he might have came to his rescue, and a big argument broke out, and wow. that's how the finger dislocation situation occurred. Um, and, oh. and that's as far as we know right now.
3: Wow. wow, I mean, look, they didn't. They they were pretty poor in that game against Jordan, weren't they? They just they, they barely laid a glove on them, and they were having sort of seen off some. I mean, they weren't particularly great. The whole tournament, they sort of just limped their way through. But still, there was an expectation they would at least get to the final. So, I would imagine there's been yeah quite a lot of um, quite a lot of repercussions around that
2: yeah and i but i also think it's worth noting though earlier last year um towards the towards the start of jürgen klinsmann's time with, with with south korea there was a very similar situation a story came out that son had an argument with kim min-jae who is another star player for korea a defender for bayern munich mm. and you know you know that was a conflict between those two players but it seemed like one of those very simple, you know, a, a, an altercation between just two two players that were on the team, two egotistical men just, you know, having a having a clash that they end up forgetting, forgetting about once the national team camp ends and when they get together next time, it's not much of an issue. And this might have been a very similar case. I mean, who knows? We're going to have to wait and see. But, you know, the reaction in Korea primarily, I think, right now is that You know, this isn't it wasn't until the Korean media went to the KFA and KFA voluntarily confirmed that this story that came out of the UK media, the the clash between Son and Yigangin was true. I mean, they didn't have to do that. But I, but I think the fact that they openly admitted it shows you that this is a direct attempt from the KFA to deflect attention from themselves.
3: And finally, Jürgen Klinsmann could well lose his job. I was reading that quite a lot of politicians are calling for him to be sacked, mainly because after the game, he was quite smiley. He was sitting there. Maybe he was just being quite relaxed. Well, you know, yeah. these things happen, smiling away. And the politics. Maybe it's a cultural thing. I don't mm. know, Steve, but it has not played well in political circles. So he, do you think he'll lose his job now?
2: I do. Um it's starting to look more like it now because um in South Korea once politicians get involved and when they start to have strong opinions about football it's very difficult for people you know within Korean football to be able to withstand that. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily saying that politics have direct effect on Korean football but it's very rare that a South Korean politi- South Korean politicians come out and express their opinions about football. It's very rare. It's not like Europe here. So um, I do think it's a reflection of the public reaction towards the South Korean national team at the moment. And I think inevitably, whether it's now or you know sometime in the near future, I do think Jurgens Klinsmann's future with with Korea is very very limited.
3: Stay good to talk to you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We did ask you off the back of... Uh, Andy was talking about Taylor Swift, slightly running against the fact that it was the biggest TV event since the moon landing, the Super Bowl, partly because of uh, her involvement in the 12th time she was seen on screen. But Andy was telling us he was a fan of her music, although he actually couldn't <laughs> name any of her songs <laughs> at all. Not even one. Mickie Houndsley said, come on, let's have your Taylor Swift footballers. And, you know, we're quite a... Um, uh, Shaka Toff, as in Shaka Hislop, says John the Evertonian. You have to explain it, though, John, really, doesn't
1: <laughs> yeah, Never, ever,
3: ever getting back Vieira, says uh, Harry in Birmingham. Thank you, for <laughs> that. Thank you very much for that. Um, I think we've probably uh, exhausted those. And, oh, yeah, Mansfield fans got in touch. Hmm. Uh, this is uh, Steve in Mansfield, he says, as it's Valentine's Day... Roses are Red, Violets are Blue, Mansfield 9, Harrogate 2. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Vanning That's special. Maybe, off that. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the club should market it. That's very, very good. That's good. Well, very sad news yesterday, and a real sort of outpouring of love for a fantastic mm. broadcaster in uh, in Steve Wright, someone in the early 80s. I, I mean, unless you were around at that time, you probably mm. wouldn't realise just how pioneering and different an afternoon show that uh, that he presented could be. I mean, it was just. I mean, it was it was the kind of the vibe of a late night show, but going on really between sort of two yeah, and four he was in a pioneer. the afternoon. That
0: Zoo Radio. Yeah, that format, which he'd, he'd taken from the states. Yeah. And he was just a, a radio master. He, yeah, he loved radio, and he was a he was a great radio person.
3: And you English. were still listening to him, weren't you? Over on, still, the yeah.
0: Steve Wright's love songs. I mean, I was angry when they took away his afternoon show. I thought yeah. that was such a poor decision mm. by the BBC. But he took it well. He was very gracious about it, and yeah. he could easily have left and gone to another station. But he decided to stay with them and and do this show that people love.
3: Yeah. And uh, yeah, before we chat, I'll give you a flavour of this. Uh, this would take, this will make you nostalgic. Mm. Have a listen to this. A lot of listeners getting in touch uh, mm-hmm. this afternoon, remembering so many of the uh, characters from uh, that sort of era. Mister uh, Man. That's right, um, and the voice behind many of them in those early days, in the early eighties, when the show was a huge success, is a, a friend of the show, someone we often turn to on Spurs podcaster, actor. Remember him from Stella Street, and certainly from those years with Steve Wright. Phil Cornwall joins us. Hi, Phil. Oh, hello, Paul. How are you, mate? Nice to nice
4: to speak, man. Andy. Yeah, hello, nice Andy. to talk to you
3: again. Oh, lovely. Phil. I mean, we, yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah.
3: We wanted to yeah. get your memories of that time because I said you were so front mm. and centre to so many of the voices and so many of the characters that, that Steve had on the show.
4: Yes. What, the wonderful thing was the, the platform that he gave me, you know, uh, on his show. It was sort of a late 80s, early 90s, actually. I was involved. Right. Uh, and I'd just go in every fortnight, and he'd throw sort of subjects at out, oh, where, where? No, and he said Mick Jagger is here, and I'd just go into some <laughs> improvised rant, Mick and Keith and Bill Wyman, and, and it was totally surreal, and it was a wonderful platform to have, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah I heard um, there was yeah. You know, as I say, last yeah. night, I listened to a bit, and it was from 1989, and it's you as Mick Jagger, and you've just come back from Safari in the Jungle, and a tiger has eaten <laughs> has eaten Keith. I mean, it was really, really funny. It was
4: brilliant. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith, is you know, he's, am I, am I driving? <laughs> and I think... And, the, and, the, and there's some of the stuff oh it was a wonderful time it was quite anarchic really i'm not sure you could do it now i don't know because no. you know he just let me um it wasn't we recorded them and uh, and he used them and then you know i go in every couple of weeks and yeah he, he was the instrumental for me personally and he was a, he was a good man like you said he was a radio he was a radio man, you yeah. know, and boy, did he, yeah, did he do it skillfully, you know. It, it always
3: sounded, mm. Phil, as if you, like, you were sitting there, that you'd spent the whole, that of you course. were kind of there mm. live, it had that live feel, they oh, uh, it, 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 it did, because
4: yeah. you had the posse, you had all the posse sitting around, and they'd be sort of, you know, uh, clapping and laughing, whatever, and it, it created an atmosphere, yeah, yeah, it was like nothing else, actually, really, at the time, when I think of it, and, uh, yeah, he was, he was extremely instrumental to me. Uh, in, in, you know, and I'm very sorry to hear of his passing. And that is young. That is young, it really. Is. It is. Kind of. Kind of. 69 now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It still sounded young. I think that's a, thing, a bit like Tony Oh, Black, his voice. The way, yeah, you know. You, no, you, his
4: you, voice. You, that's mm. right. He said, oh, he said it's great for FM, love. He said me, <laughs> <laughs> He said, I've got a great voice for FM. <laughs> um, and he probably did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah.
3: To you have know. that to have that freedom, I say the the Mick and David Bowie as well that you uh yeah. that you used to get the yeah, chance Wyman. to do. Yeah, Bill Wyman, yeah. yeah. And mm. Bill
4: Wyman, I chucked him in and all. I don't know how accurate the impression was, but it was a funny character. Yeah. Same <laughs> as the Mick and Keith, they were characters. But um yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, it was it was a wonderful time. Wonderful time. Does and of course remember? the list. Sorry, have
3: you have got any feedback from uh, from Mick at that time? Because it was, well, I mean, no, yeah. it was a huge show, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, there was one which I, I I like to believe was true that he actually was in his record company offices or something, and he, and it was on the radio. and he heard he heard his voice me doing it, and he said, eh, "I I don't remember doing that interview," <laughs> 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 and uh, I want to believe that. I believe that's true. I did hear that. Um, yeah, it was done with a bit of warmth, you know. It was done with a bit of, you know. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Stones, really, you know. So it was done from a place of love, you know. If you like, great characterization.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's what yeah. came
4: across, and all well, of that. Across, you know, came across the airwaves, Andy. You know, mm. and it, it cut across the airwaves, didn't it? It cut through. Well, all right, you know, and all that.
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Inissa remembers you uh, doing all those voices uh, back in the day, um, and uh, yeah, the sort of uh, Gervais there. Hairdry- Dresser. some of them, you know, to be honest, maybe oh, haven't I, stood the test of time. Fair um, enough. <laughs> yeah. <different types>. Sid <laughs> the manager, Mr. Angry says Rob Jones,
4: oh, uh, these kind yes. of
3: characters. That, but the thing was, it was, you know, predominantly a pop station. There was a bit of talk, mm. but there was an awful lot of music and the, the, quite a lot of the talk yes. at that stage yes. but it was, you know you would come back off of every song and there'd be a comedy bit with you or some of the other characters and then you were straight into the next song It yeah, was, it was just... a great
0: comedy enabler I think as well you know great
4: foil for comedians too so. I know he was that's what I mean he just gave me this platform and uh, you know Steve wouldn't interrupt he'd just say and Mick's here and he'd just sort of put a penny in the slot and off I'd go <laughs> you know what I mean and that was great just Brilliant. great yeah, well, yeah, he was a good, good, good man. Very really good man. Certainly, you know, personally to me and all that. So, yeah. yeah. God bless well,
3: well, his soul. You know, we appreciate We appreciate, we appreciate your memories you, today, Phil. It, That's yeah. really, really kind. No, lovely
4: to have the opportunity. You know, lovely to have the opportunity, and um, bless you. Bless and
3: we'll, you we'll catch up with you soon. All the best. Thanks yes. very much. Thanks. All man. right.
4: God bless. Cheers, lad.
3: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, it's me, Andy Jacobs, here on Talk Sports. Then we get four o'clock this afternoon. Andy Goldstein, Darren Bent, with another busy drive time show. Building up to Adrian Durham taking you around the grounds. Plenty of football tonight again, Champions League and beyond. Uh, we've got a live <coughs> commentary on Talk Sport 2. Millwall versus Ipswich. Dance in the chair alongside Scott Minto uh, to bring you mm. that one. As we said Kira McKenna been linked with a Palace job today. So that's the backdrop to that one tonight. Yeah. Them looking to stay in touch. Southampton finally lost last night. you see that? after all those yeah. 25 games yeah but bristol yeah, city but have been going fan. well yeah
0: the fan on talk sport is really unhappy think, oh
3: come on mate <laughs> i'm beaten for that's what mine will like they set the bar high he really you know. has you don't, i mean but bristol city have been really good so far this season yeah. they? i mean you well, know been great in, in the cup, the cup. cup yeah, yeah
0: absolutely
3: so andy um we did ask you earlier on andy was telling <laughs> us about his love for taylor swift and her music and i said what's your favorite and he said well i don't know the title of any of the songs you know don't Put Me in the so, um, <laughs> and so Mickey Hounslow said, Come on, let's have your Taylor Swift footballers. <laughs> um, anti Niemie Hero says Graham in Finchley, um, and anti Ferdinand Hero says Barry the Spurs fan. Um, what has else has anybody have we got? done? John Swift, <laughs> um, we've, yeah, we haven't got that one, <laughs> Frank Swift. Yeah. Uh, we've got um Lauren Blanc Space, yes, uh, we've I had that, like that one. You yeah. like that one, dear. Um yeah, we had that one. That was the one hmm. that he gave us originally. you can, you can keep those coming. Talksport.com, text eight ten eighty nine, tweet T S H and J um, if you would like to give us those, the, uh, the Curry House restaurant I used to go to every Monday night, named a curry after me, which was a Paulesco King Prawn and Chicken Danzac. That sounds—is <laughs> that because you just sort of mucked it in together like you were you were going to build a wall like it was cement or something? So, uh, a King Prawn and Chicken mix, lovely, <laughs> beautiful. The Paul Esco, that was poorly the QPR fan. So, we're interested to know if you've had any food named after you after one of our teams. Your name's
0: Bariani.
3: Unlikely. <laughs> <Mr. laughs> You can have Barry and Arnie always went to the same, always went. It's never going to happen, is it? They, they, liked, they liked their chicken cooked in a certain way, the chicken Barry Arnie, it could be. No, it's not bad. Anyway, Andy, you are fixated, really. Fixated. Clive Myrie and his appearances on Mastermind, and every Wednesday. I've affected him, though. You think, well, he's really, okay. Well, mm. right, every Wednesday you, because it's Clive's um, long explanations of the specialist subjects mm. that, that vex you a bit. Isn't
0: it? Yeah, but he's gone the other way now. Has I mean, he? Oh. the first one was this week, was the first specialist subject was the human digestive system. Yeah. And Clive which just went, yes, in two minutes. Well, that's too far the other way. Surely it's the food ingestion system of the human body at minimum. So he, he did nothing. Nothing. Do you think you've sat here bleating about it for about six no, know, months? And I... in the end, he's listened to you. And now you don't like that either. Mind you, one of the questions I've it down what's the name of the oxidized pigment that breaks down from Billy Rubin in the large intestine who's Billy Rubin <laughs> that's, 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 he played for the Dodgers <laughs> didn't he I think he did pitcher and he's mainly responsible for the brown colour of faeces do you mind Clive I'm having me dinner yeah. <laughs> Damn goes the knife and
3: fork <laughs> pretty fancy so how are you spelling Billy Rubin
0: well I, I don't know I had to I had to just I've I it. Are as you sure a bit. I didn't
3: mishear it because that head, does sound
0: like a baseball player <laughs> of the forties. It does sound like an, I've somebody got, who comes from New York. I've got a Billy
3: Rubin card <laughs> in mint condition. He's got his own sandwich, the Billy Rubin sandwich. Billy Although, Ruben. by the sound of it, I, I don't think no, it tastes Billy very Ru- nice. No,
0: Billy Rubin
3: levels. Okay. And <laughs> maybe that was his that's how good
0: he was. <laughs> he tied the scores in the baseball. <laughs> how are you spelling it, Andy?
3: B-I-L-I-R-U-B-I-N-B-B-S-B-Rubin. Bill Rubin. Not, not necessarily Billy Rubin. <laughs> no, Billy, Billy Rubin. the Ru- Rubin. <laughs> as he was known to everybody in the game. Anyway, what else you got? Okay. Um Okay, uh, the next one was. A- Ooh, blimey! Oh, blimey. That, God, oh, stop riding the levels. You do like that to that. Clive, you'd be, you'd be God, distressed. Blimey! For the drop. Aa Mil and. Yeah.
0: Winnie the Pooh. A.A. A. Th- yeah. A.A. A. The so Specialist Subjects, A.A. A. Milne and Winnie the Pooh. Yes, the classic children's stories of the much-loved bear Winnie the Pooh, first published in the 1920s, and their author. So, not A.A. A. Plumbing and Drainage of Camden.
3: I did really? find, find that, yeah. Well, I thought Pooh, that was a tap-in for a plumber, wasn't it, really? <laughs> the Chemical Brothers.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes, the British electronic music duo... Pioneered the big beat sound in the nineteen nineties. Nineteen nineties. The nineteen nineties. Yeah. <laughs> Clive doesn't talk like he that. Doesn't really. No. Understand.
3: And not the chemical drain cleaners, yeah, which do exist. Uh, the oh, by the one. way, there was a picture of the chem- Charlie showed it to me mm. yesterday. A picture of the Chemical Brothers with Merv Hughes, from really? the Australian fast bowler Merv Hughes. This is the bit of the mastermind music you <laughs> never get to. Let's just let's, just give the listeners a bit. Here we go. Oh no, it's come back into that. I now. don't like come Merv back Hughes, into the main I thing. I saw
0: Merv Hughes at a Test match once, and I said to him, "You're Merv Hughes, aren't you?" Yeah. And he went, "No, I'm not." And you think, "Well, you are. You're plainly
3: Merv." Hughes. The trouble it's- is. If, if he, he said exact- yes, he had to talk to an idiot like you, who, who used the phrase, you're no. Merv Hughes, aren't you? He could have said, I wish I had well, his I, I might have said, oh, hello, Merv, or something. You know? So I'm afraid all I had was Merv Hughes and the Chemical Brothers <laughs> was, uh, hey, boy, hey, Shubman Gill, superstar DJ. <laughs> no, that's all I don't we really had. Know this no, song just, uh, You know less about them than you do know, Taylor Swift, I, don't I
0: you? I do know nothing about them at all. The final subject. <laughs> yes. The Jack Ryan novels by Tom Clancy. Yeah. Yes, Not in, by Tom Clayton. No. <laughs> OK. <laughs> no, the Jack Ryan novels by Tom Clancy. Mm-hmm. Yes, in two minutes. That's what he said. I said, hang on, Clive, I, I don't even know who they are. Really?
3: Uh-huh. Right so I've heard of shot it. Shot with your own gun. I know. Clive's Clive's gone, he's you, gone wouldn't?
0: completely the other way. I, I needed some more explanation. Well done, Clive.
3: Lord. You've listened to Andy and now, now, <laughs> now, you've he, doesn't, ruined this now he doesn't like <laughs> it. <laughs> Well, so is that good it, old Billy Rubin? No, that's it. Yeah, well, I Billy only got Rubin two. Never, yeah, you just went I, yes I, in two minutes. I'd, I'd never. I'd love to have seen him play old Billy Rubin, <laughs> but this old grainy black and white footage. If you want to go, if you want to go and find Did it. Did you
0: know that the we're going to Cheltenham next month? As you know, but the Guinness double pour
3: is a myth. Somebody's claimed this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, it, it's only a kind of lone barman, isn't it, in Ireland, who has said... Irish himself. bar and Nate Brown believes yeah. there is
0: no need for Irish stout to be poured in two stages. This isn't done for the beer's sake, said Nate. It's a marketing thing, he said. If we it? were to serve all the patrons that come through a single pour, they'd raise an eyebrow at you. But if I was just pouring the pint for myself, I wouldn't bother with the two steps. Okay. The Guinness have hit back and saying it is necessary yeah. and virtually impossible to pour the perfect pint in one go. Didn't we do that last last year or the year before in the pub on the Monday? Yeah, we later? poured
3: a Guinness. We're paddy power, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. I mean, it just I mean, it always. It's quite. Difficult. Maybe it's psychosomatic. Maybe your man there is right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it always feels like when it's had time to settle, it tastes better. That's it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Thank you for bringing us that, Andy, and uh, that does lead us neatly oh. into the fact that we will be bringing you. A uh, whole five days, a preview show on the Monday and Tuesday to Friday of the Cheltenham Festival. We are broadcasting mm. from above the Guinness tent. Yes,
0: it's interesting though could that, possibly go wrong? No, nothing. Uh, Greg Wallace did a show recently inside the factory, in the Guinness factory. I think he only mentioned Guinness once in the whole half hour. They kept, kept saying stout and right, things and like that. Maybe that was the trade-off well, that's BBC, it. of it's course. Yeah, silly, yeah. really. Everybody knew where he was, but yeah. there we go. I've told
3: you before, if... Um, what a place to mind sweep that is the uh the Guinness. <laughs> I'm not I'm not encouraging people to go on the Guinness tour and then go up to the no, bar. A very good point. They give you a free Guinness at the end but the day I was there there was an awful lot of tourists and there yeah, was a lot a, of
0: people can't handle it. There whole was a,
3: pint. about 50 sp- Spanish kids who'd gone there sort of you know late teenagers early 20s who'd gone there on a trip. Mm. And now I, I sense they weren't massive Guinness drinkers. No. So they all kind of took the head off it and went oh, dear. And and they all just sat there. These There was pints and pints what of What do they the expect? That Guinness don't do a sangria. <laughs> <laughs> Give them time. I so, see anyway, all and you, all you mind sweeping fans, <laughs> just a little tip if you ever in. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Please please drink <laughs> responsibly. <laughs> you can do that, that at the Guinness sake. Village.
0: Uh, Torville and Dean are retiring. They're hanging up their skates. I thought they, they were. They
3: well, they're in their 60s. I thought they had already. I'm pleased. I've never forgiven her for blanking me on this show. Yeah. Andy did a joke uh, uh, to Jane Torville, and um, and he went. she went, ha, 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 which is more than he normally gets on the <laughs> birthday spread. That's <laughs> yeah, very true. I can't quite see where you got a problem. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, we are back tomorrow. Our guests yes. in the studio, myself and Charlie, include poet, uh, Liverpool fan, funny man, Tim Key. Love we'll Tim, you. yeah. And we'll have a birthday spread. Now are the gags. Good. Not bad. I'm okay. quietly confident. I'm coming in to do it. That's oh, yes, what? of course you are. That's yeah, right. Yeah, So, Andy, so fir- will that be the first time we've done this? No, I've done it before. A couple of times. Okay, so yeah. Andy and Charlie in the studio. So, Charlie can't say anybody's cheating for a change. Wait, so, wait. Uh, do hope you can join us. For one, if not, podcast available at four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.